The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Ivan in for Pat. Well, there is a myriad of new e-regulations coming in relation to climate change. There's the Sustainability Finance uh, Directive. There's the uh, reporting uh, uh, of Corporate Sustainability Re- Reporting Directive, uh, CSRD. Uh, but we want to focus today on something else, which is uh, greenwashing. And people who say that they have ratings, like uh, used to be ratings agencies like Standard & Poor's to say whether you are uh, solvent or not. But now you have ratings agencies that say that this airline is the most environmentally friendly, this construction process or whatever. Well, apparently they're now going to check the ratings system. Joining us on the line is Connor Holland, Head of ESG Reporting and Assurance and Assurance with KPMG. And in studio, I'm joined by Ben Churchill, Chief Strategy Officer at Cool Planet, which is based in Powers Court in County Wicklow and helps people draw up their ESG strategy. Let me start with, with you, Ben. First of all, wh- what's happening about ratings? Uh, good morning. Um well, there's quite a lot going on, and, and you mentioned a few acronyms there. They like a good acronym in this game. Indeed. <laughs> and and what, what's, what's happening is people are trying to put transparency to what's going on out there because I think it's actually not very intuitive, a lot of this stuff around carbon disclosure and uh, how, how green you are. So what, what, what's happening is people are trying to put transparency on that, and those ratings are an important part of that, that process. So what, what's changing now? The ratings are going to be regulated, is that it? Yeah, because what was happening before is people kind of made up what they were saying, um, so, you know, it, for good intention, well, mostly marketing, actually. And, and the regulations are coming through to say, no, this is how you have to do it, this is the structure you have to do it in, and this is how we're going to be transparent about what you're measuring. So we've seen a lot of impact coming through from that now. Okay, you know, when, when I look at this, Connor, I, I, you know, you break it down. So you have uh, how energy efficient is your building, your insulation, how much renewable energy you're using in your electricity. Have you electrified your heating system? Have you electrified your transport system in your company? What's your embodied carbon? Surely, you know, it's quite easy to say this is a class A building with BER rating. No. Morning, Ivan. I mean, you've touched on one of the challenges that is the data around all this, and you've given just one example around buildings. One of the key consequences with the CSRD, which you alluded to, uh, and even some of the other regulations coming in, is that it looks for a whole range of data across various aspects, whether it's climate change, pollution, biodiversity, and even social factors like your own workforce. It looks for a whole range of data that a lot of organizations, and particularly a lot of private entities in Ireland, heretofore won't have had to gather or aggregate or report. So there's a quite significant consequence in one just identifying what data will you actually have to gather over the short and medium term and then be in a position to report on that in a relatively short time frame. And I, I actually think, Ivan, that's probably one of the key points to to, to uh, lay to your readers or your listeners rather is that this will cascade to many businesses who heretofore won't have had to give any type of reporting on sustainability matters. So it's a, it's a quite broad remit and moves beyond your traditional PLCs. One of the things when I delve into this is the difference between scope one, two and three emissions. In other words, I could be doing something and I could outsource to one of my suppliers the dirtiest, filthiest, most pollutant uh, aspect of my business. But they now come under what you report as your scope three emissions. Explain that to us, Ben. 
Yeah, so just to remind us, so scope one is things you burn yourself as a direct. Scope two is energy, electricity you use and buy from the grid. So also kind of direct, but through through the grid. Scope three is basically everything else. All of the indirect emissions are 15 So categories. if you're a transport system yeah. or, you know, some supplier, you know. Yeah, suppliers. And in manufacturing, which a lot of our clients are in manufacturing, most of their emissions are scope three because it's the embodied carbon in the products they're building to build the things that they're manufacturing and all of that sort of good stuff. Uh, Connor, who's going to enforce all this? So the, the reporting piece in particular will come in through uh, secondary legislation over the next couple of months. Uh, the Department of Trade and Enterprise, the ultimate arbiter, Ivan, uh, have actually made it quite clear that they see Ireland as being a leader when it comes to sustainability reporting. And it's probably important as well to frame sustainability reporting as part of the broader ecosystem that this relates to. So this is largely driven by the EU Green Deal, and this would be one of the key pillars of the EU Green Deal to move to mandatory sustainability reporting across the EU, uh, and then ensure that each national competent authority, being the Department of Trade and Enterprise in Ireland, uh, will ultimately oversee. Uh, but of course, there'll be implications for reporting, uh, and so the actual company law requirements will likely evolve to address the new sustainability reporting requirements. So the CRO? It, potentially, yes, as it comes through. As I said, it's working its way through uh, the secretary legislation at the moment. Uh, so it's, so it's a, like when months. I hear the department is going to do something, sure, the department is full of civil servants who actually do nothing, only uh, draw up legislation, uh, do budgets and so on. They actually don't enforce anything. Yeah, so as it'll be moved through the secretary legislation, we'll then have clarity around the ultimate uh, sort of arbiters of the enforcement of the legislation itself. Ben, is there any exemption here? Because some of these things, it's only employees over, say, 200, turnover, PLC level, over, you know, so many uh, hundreds of million. Where are the thresholds? Well, uh, the, it's being phased in. So it's starting with the larger, larger organisations and then working its way down. But I think what we need to do is focus on why we're doing this in the first place. So this is really to take action around decarbonisation. It's not an intuitive... It's not ticking the boxes. It's it, it, Yeah, it, and a lot of the legislation is about... About continuous improvement and taking action. So I think the way we need to reframe this is as a smaller organisation, where you may be not impacted immediately, but you will be in the future. But what can you do to be part of that ecosystem to make good business decisions? Because this is actually, a lot of this is just good business, not wasting stuff, being more efficient, good things. Well, single-use plastics to eliminate those would maybe be a good idea. And, and recycling? Well, absolutely. So, and again, you walk into the supermarket, you have a bar barrage of choices. You don't know what they are. You don't have any choice. You want a pack of apples, what do you do? So a lot of this legislation is to drive people to make the right behaviours at the top end, and that trickles down to allow and, us and, to make the right And in terms decisions. of Cool Planet and that, how do I, say if I'm making widgets or whatever, or even news talk here, how do we measure our carbon footprint? Well, so how much energy are you consuming? We can put we can put measures on that. That's, a, that's the key first thing. So scopes one and two, pretty easy to measure. Scope three, you start by measuring it on how much are you spending, but then get more primary data from your supply chain as you go down. And, it, and it's important though, it's not just measuring, it's doing something about it. So once you measure, that's a baseline, but what can you do then to improve it? And how can you drive the right behaviours after that? Um, what do you think, uh, uh, Connor? are the key takeaways for businesses listening who want to do the right thing by the environment, see it as an extra layer of cost, compliance, red tape? Uh, what, what, what do they need to know, essentially? 
Yeah, I think I think it's important to frame this not as much as a, a a challenge, but actually an opportunity. So a lot of what this is driving is new behaviors, new behaviors to understand the type of external analogies that impact your business. Okay, so we're moving away from just the traditional P and L and balance sheet to a much more holistic measurement of value. So what this will enable to do the reporting is drive behaviors of understanding well what are the various risks that we have in our business, the various impacts, whether that's across climate, pollution, or your own workforce. And this will enable you to identify perhaps more strategic direction as how you pivot towards a more sustainable business in the short and medium term. So it isn't very much there for the opportunities, it's there for business to grab. There will absolutely be a bit of a lift when it comes to the reporting. But I think getting an understanding now of what will be required in the short term and engaging with the directive and the reporting requirements uh, will enable you to take the positions now that hopefully you're able to yield some of the benefits that will come with this through the medium term. Okay, well, if we want to deal with the challenge of climate change, the challenge of our generation and stop the warming, and we can all see signs of that in terms of devastation all over the world, uh, we have to pay attention. Uh, Outlining the new ESG regulations and ratings, Conor Holland, Head of ESG Reporting and Assurance at KPMG, and thank you for joining me in studio, Ben Churchill, uh, Chief Strategy Officer at Cooled Planet. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.